So Rachel loves it when I'm wrong. I get it. It's like an unhealthy level. Um, and she always used to say, I just do, I do, I'm kind of scatterbrained. Uh, just around the house. Like I'll put, the one time I put um, chili in some Tupperware and then put it back in the Tupperware uh, cabinet. <laughs> Which is kind of where Tupperware goes, but it's not where chili goes. Um, I, I sort of, uh, I move my keys a lot. Um, constantly, um, I'm not even sure where they are right now, to tell you the truth. Um, and Rachel, it, it's just one of her joys in life to laugh at me and not with me, at me. And it's one of her joys in life that uh, whenever I, as you say, you're just, she used to say this, used to, you're just so smart, it's so funny when you do something dumb. <laughs> And then a couple of uh, a couple of years ago, I said, Rachel, you say that once a week. The facts are starting to point to the fact that I'm not smart. <laughs> it's just funny that I'm dumb. <laughs> that's good. That's, I'm glad you finally realized that. She was having a shirt coated before. But she enjoys that part of me. I enjoy uh, that part of her. Um, I enjoy that she uh, doesn't hold back. I remember her in, in messing with me. I remember when I was we were first started dating. I had a, a kind of a, a moment where I was like, "Listen, if we're going to be dating, you're going to have to be a little nicer to me." And she said, you're going to have to toughen up. <laughs> and that, that's right. It's right. Moments that are hard to pin down in relationships are the, the things that make relationships great. Like, great relationships are hard to define. Because you feel them with all of your brain and something I learned this week, most of your brain doesn't speak English. You know, the front part speaks English, the rest of it is just instinct and feeling and gut. And so the, the relationships are like these, these things that you can't even put into words most of the time, but you have them, you know how you feel about them, and and they're beautiful. Next week, and those of you who read chapter 12 of the story this week, we're going to be also in chapter 12 next week as well. If you need to catch up or just take a break, this is your week. Next week's Easter. I know some of you are looking around right now and be like, we're going to have more people here next week than we have this week. Where are we going to put them? Um, we will have them on the stage. We will have we will have more seats out next week. It'll um, it will be a fire hazard, but we'll have more seats out. Um, so we'll have uh, places for people to sit next week that we don't typically have. So invite your friends. Uh, we will celebrate the resurrection of Jesus next week with a sermon on David and Bathsheba. And it will work, I promise. I promise you it will work. It's going to be good. 
I got to write it, and I thought, oh, this is a good Easter story. And then so I moved it and wrote another one. Um, and this is this one. And I think it's important to kind of pause for a moment, and you'll see this in the story occasionally where something will happen and it'll cut to a song that David sang. And your instincts may be to be like, okay, what else happened? Skip over the song. But the song for David is of utmost importance because the Psalms tell us something about David and more so about David and God. How David and God are doing. Now someone may ask that about me and Rachel or um, me and my family. They say, hey, how are you and your family doing? How are you and Rachel doing? And sometimes what they mean by that is, how is y'all's relationship? So David and God had a relationship, and sometimes that's hard to figure out, especially in the story of David and Bathsheba, how that's going. Or why? How is such a flawed character someone after God's own life? We have a big chunk of the Old Testament. It's not the longest book of the Old Testament. Um, it has the most chapters. Jeremiah is the longest book. But the most chapters, right in the middle of your Bible, is the book of Psalms. There's a lot of them. 150. Um, and a few of them could be broken up even further. What we find in the Psalms is we find David interacting with God. We find David in a relationship with God. In the Psalms, we find, at least the Psalms of David, we find David and God. And you may think that your Christianity revolves around how well you behave. And that's an element of it, yes. Behave. Follow Jesus. You may think your Christianity revolves around how, how much you know and how much you understand about God. And sometimes that's a part of it. It's not a big part of it. Your Christianity, your spiritual life, the relationship you have with God is centered around the relationship you have with God. So just like I may say, how are you and your spouse doing? And you, you don't, when I say that, you don't think, oh, he wants to know how well I'm obeying my spouse. Because that might be part of it. But it's not the whole thing. How are you and God doing? <coughs> How are y'all existing together? If at the beginning of the sermon your answer is, I that's okay. We'll get there. And hopefully today you will leave with some uh, helpful practices that aren't difficult that will help you connect and have a relationship with God. Let's 
look at Psalm 3. I want, to, I, want, I want you to see how David talks to God. We're going to do Psalm 3, we're going to do Psalm 23. I don't know if you've heard that one. That's a number. 23. Lord, Yahweh, how many are my foes? The answer here is a lot. How many rise up against me? Notice this is a prayer. This is, a, this is David talking to God. How many are my foes? Can you imagine? Paul, oh, next time you get up and pray, start with, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying to me, God will not deliver him, but you, Lord, you are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, I call out to you, and he answers me on his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep, I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God, strike all my enemies on the jaw, break the teeth of the wicked. He says break the teeth in a prayer. <laughs> this isn't the only time he does this. This is the second one or two in the song. He says, break their teeth, God. <laughs> Lord, bless Eunice and her time of hell. Break the teeth of our enemies. <laughs> it doesn't fit into our world. Because our world, our world contains nice, neat prayers where we go to God and have and give God like sort of a, a or a template of a prayer. Well, we say to God, God, thank you for this, thank you for this, please give me this, forgive me of this, in Jesus' name, amen. Your prayer shouldn't be an iambic pentameter. Some of you are confused by that, that's fine. <laughs> but your, your prayers... First can be, God, people don't like me. And they need to be defeated. Now, you may be wrong about that. You may be in the wrong about your view of other people. But the best place, the best place to be wrong in the world is in the throne of grace and the throne of God. And I don't know if I was taught with this or how I came to this belief, but as a kid, I believed that there were certain ways to pray and certain ways not to pray. There were certain things to ask for that were okay to ask for, and certain things that were, were not okay to ask for. Like, you don't need to ask God for a new car or a bazillion dollars or a bike. Every kid in here would rather have a smart. You're not supposed to ask that. What's crazy though is you're supposed to ask that. Not because if you ask God for a new car or if you're greedy in front of God, He will give in to your greed, but because if, you, if you're greedy in front of God, God can work on your greed in His presence. If you're vengeful in front of God, God can work on your vengefulness in His presence. 
That was a picture of the dog that's out. <laughs> Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you, why, why do I fear no evil? Because you are with me. Your presence is there. I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever, whole life long. This, this is David's understanding of who God is. And he's praising God for his goodness. You are my shepherd. <laughs> How are you in God? If you're struggling to pray, then you can go to the prayer book of Jesus. To the hymnal of Jesus. Right in the middle of your life. And you can pray words to Jesus' prayer. You can go to Matthew chapter 6 and pray words to Jesus' You don't have to be great at coming up with things to say to God. You don't have to be of a freestyle prayer. You don't have to be flavor flavor of praying. <laughs> he didn't. He wasn't very good at freestyle. He's that one. Sometimes you sing, 
and then sometimes we pray, and then we have sermons, and we have communion, and they're all kind of quarantined off in their own place. I've forgotten that most of the songs are songs of God. I need I need
regards to laws, Pharisees, and zeal persecuted the church. No one was a better, better at following the law than I was. But whatever gains to me or whatever was to my profit, I now consider lost. For the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Don't you think the church sometimes has made, turned this verse into say, compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing about Christ Jesus, my Lord? He doesn't say knowing about. The surpassing worth of knowing. Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes, which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith that is probably better trade than trust on the basis of trust. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of His resurrection, His participation in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. I once went to Rachel's 10-year class reunion. That was a blast. So she had fun at mine, and I had fun at hers. It was actually kind of fun. I'm not like a party person. Um, I just find myself having to just not say things. And uh, <laughs> and but I couldn't have gone to her senior class reunion without like it would have been weird for me to show up. Like I was in school ten years ago, it's college, but you know I was in school. Can I eat? I got into the place because I was with her. I got to eat because I was with her. And in my class reunion, I got to eat. She got to eat because she was with me, and she was by. But your relationship with people opens new doors for you. Your relationship with Jesus is the resurrection of the dead. For the love of God, please, seriously, for the love of God, do not make next week more about rabbits than Jesus. Jesus is alive. We have resurrection because we know Christ. How are you and God? The good news is, it's not complicated to start and have a relationship with God. Jesus did that for us. On the cross, conquered the grave. Now we join into a relationship with God through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Through the waters of baptism, we find our relationship with God. So if the, if the answer is, God and I haven't even connected, then today is the day to join 
And if the answer is, you know, I've always been a Christian, but I've never really had a relationship with God, and I always walk out of church feeling like, like I, I, I want one, but I, even, I don't even know how. Oh, my soul. That's how David is chasing after the heart of God, even while he's making mistake after mistake. Because he goes, even in his brokenness, he goes before the throne of God and is broken there. And so we go before the throne of God in the name of Jesus. And can be broken in front of him. If you need that relationship for the first time or you need prayer to get that, develop it again. Please come forward if you want to